0: You're listening to Trinity Fremont's Sermon Podcast, where you can hear God's word preached each and every week. Our purpose at Trinity is to raise up Christ's followers in our families and in our communities. We pray that as you listen to this week's sermon, you'll be encouraged and equipped to live out your faith in all that you do. So last week, uh, if you were here, there was a challenge put before you. And it was to, to live out three words at some point. In your week? Who remembers what those three words were? Shine. Yell them out. Shine Jesus light, right? And if you couldn't remember that, I hope that every time you drove by the marquee, you saw that and you're like, oh yeah, I should shine Jesus light this week, right? I should reflect the light of Jesus into the lives, into the darkness around me, the lives of those around me. So, how did it go? Were you able to Shine Jesus' light? Were you able to, to reflect the light of Jesus into the darkness around you? And I think, and I don't think this is true with, with you all, but sometimes we then we, we hear that we're called to shine Jesus' light, and sometimes we ask the question, well, what's the point? Why, why, why should I shine Jesus' light? I, I, I've already got my salvation. I'm already saved. I'm already good for eternity. What's the point? Well, the point is compassion. Right? The Jesus, as we'll we'll see in our text, that Jesus had compassion on those in need. Right? Matthew 9, 36 uh, says, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless, like a sheep without a shepherd. And when we talk about these crowds, especially here, we're talking not about the Gentiles, not about those people out there, but about the Israelites, the people who were by lineage, a part of God's family. And Jesus looks at them, and He feels bad for them. He has compassion on them because He says they're harassed and helpless like a sheep without a shepherd. Now, the Israelites had leaders. They had religious leaders. They had the scribes and the Pharisees, but, but as Jesus looked on at the crowds that day, He saw that the scribes and Pharisees weren't leading, weren't caring for the people, weren't, weren't pointing people to God, and so Jesus sees them as harassed and helpless. Right? And again, maybe you're still asking, well, why should I care about those people? Well, because at one time you all were harassed and helpless. Sometime, uh, you know, at, at one time I was harassed and helpless. I was like a sheep without a shepherd. I, I wandered. And, and maybe for some of you that only lasted for a few days before you were brought to the waters of baptism, or, or maybe just uh, a number of months, right, before we were brought to the waters of baptism, where God worked in our lives and brought us into His family. But even, even after baptism, right, maybe there are times where we've felt like sheep without a shepherd, where we've wandered, and then maybe somebody had compassion on us and brought us back into uh, the fold through the work of the Spirit, right? We see people who are harassed and helpless, and what we see is that for Jesus, compassion leads to action. Right? The compassion that Jesus had leads to him working in the lives of the people around them. So what does that look like? What does it look like to have compassion? What does it look like for Jesus to have compassion on the harassed and helpless? Well, Jesus says, then he, so then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into His field, right? So we, get, so we get some great opportunity, right? The harvest is plentiful, right? What a great promise that is. So, so if you were to, to go outside today and you were going uh, to drive past some cornfields, think of that as what Jesus means by the harvest. He's not talking about October, November, when it's already been picked and brought into the barns. He's talking about right now, right? As you look out, there's great potential for a great harvest. But what if and I have a feeling we're going to find this out if we don't already know. What happens to the harvest if there's not water? It drops. It dies. Right? What what happens to a harvest if if somebody goes and plants a bunch of seeds and and, and walks away and it's never cultivated? It's never cared for. It dies. So, Jesus says that the harvest is plentiful. There is great potential out there. And by the way, he's not talking about corn. He's not talking about wheat. He's talking about people. He said, as you look around you, there is great potential for the harvest. And the harvest is that last day when Jesus will return to raise up all those who have faith in him to new life. The harvest is plentiful. But then Jesus continues saying, the workers. The laborers are few. Right now, this is talking initially. I'll just, this is talking about pastors. It's talking about church workers, teachers, DCEs. And how do we know this? Well, if we read into chapter 10, which this ends chapter 9, if we read into chapter 10, we see Jesus sending out the 12 apostles to go to the towns, right? Jesus doesn't just tell us to pray, which we'll talk about. He, he tells us to go and do, right? But, but it's talking about church workers initially, but not just church workers, not just pastors, not just teachers, not just DCEs, both and. If you've been in church circles a while, you, you may have heard the 80-20 principle. The 80-20 principle, uh, the 80-20 principle uh, talks about, and it's not just church work, uh, but eighty twenty 20 principle talks about how um, about 80 percent of the work that's done in the church Whether it's here in this building or outside, 80% of the work done in the church is done by about 20% of the people. About five years ago, I was talking with some other pastors, talking to the district. Um, We really believed that five years ago that that number had gone from 80-20 to 90-10. That about 90% of the work is now being done by 10% of the people. I said now, I mean five years ago. And then COVID happened. And a lot of our volunteers needed to step back a little bit, or a lot a bit. And now I truly believe I've got, I, I believe we're at the 95-5 principle, where 95% of the work is done by 5% of the people in, uh, in the church. Now, now, I'm done talking about that, right? So I, this is not a like, pity party. This is not a, um, a, a judgmental. I don't want to make feel bad. But, but I'm just being honest, right? Jesus says the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few, But Jesus doesn't just stay there. He doesn't just berate about the laborers being few. He moves on and says, here's what we can do. All right, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest that He might send out laborers into His harvest. So, what's the first thing that we do? What's the first thing that Jesus Calls us to do, knowing that we have this great opportunity. The harvest is plentiful, but, but the workers are few. What does Jesus call us to do? Pray. Pray earnestly. So, we're going to do something that you guys cringe at every time I say we're going to do something. We're going to pray right now. But it's not going to be me up here praying while you listen or sleep. You're going to pray. And so we're going to do, I'm going to guide you in four different prayers, but I'm going to be silent. I'm just going to guide you, pray for this, pray for this. And if you want to pray in your families, if you want to pray by yourself, whatever you do, we're going to take some time to pray. So first thing, and, and I'll tell you all four, and then we'll go into it. But first thing we're going to do is we're going to pray for the current church workers, for, for current pastors, teachers, DCEs, right, that are working in the church, the, the laborers that Jesus talks about here. And then we're going to pray for future church workers, right? There's a crisis in, in all sorts of industries, but in the church as well, where more pastors and teachers and DCEs are retiring than are coming into the field, right? And we're going to see some churches not able to get pastors, and so we're going to pray for, for future church workers, for more church workers. And then we're going to pray for the harvest, right? The harvest is plentiful, so maybe that's a someone specific. Maybe it's someone you know who needs cultivating and watering before the harvest. And then finally, we're going to pray about ourselves, that God would speak to us, and that God would show us how He is calling us to work in the fields. All right, so I'm going to sit down. I'm going to be quiet. You're going to pray. All right, so first, pray for current church workers All right, now pray for future or more church workers. Now pray for the harvest. Again, maybe someone specifically or maybe just in general that the harvest would be cultivated and watered. And finally, pray for you, or pray about you, that God would show you how he is calling you to work in the field, work in the harvest. Amen. All right, the harvest is plentiful. Um, and, and you might think, well, gosh, pastor, isn't this just talking about pastors and church workers? Well, it is initially, again. But I love the, the Lutheran uh, study Bible has a quote in it, uh, as it as it talked about these two verses and it said, the plentiful harvest continues to require our prayers for workers today. So don't just stop at the 30 seconds that we did today right? Continue to pray earnestly for, for workers today, but also it calls us to bear witnesses or to bear witness ourselves. So, this is a both-and. It is both pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest that He might send workers into His harvest and be His disciples. Pray and do now, I'm going to use the phrase, I don't know if I love it theologically, whoops, there's a stair there. I don't know if I love it theologically, uh, but, but I'm going to use it anyway, uh, and many of you have probably heard this, but pray as though it all depends on you, and work as though it all depends on God, right? You, we get this picture, you, you don't grab a shovel and go stand in your yard and pray that God would dig a hole and just stand there with your shovel, Right? You pray that there's not electricity underneath and you dig the hole. Right? You pray and do. You, you pray earnestly and you go and be his disciples. And, and again, maybe you're wondering well, what, what can I do? What can I do? In this. I love in the, in the traditional services, we sing a hymn called uh, Hark the Voice of Jesus Crying, and the, the last verse goes like this. It says, Let no one hear you idly saying, there is nothing I can do, while the multitudes are dying and the Master calls for you. Take the task that He gives you gladly. Let His work your pleasure be. Answer quickly when He calleth, here I am. Send me, send me. Jesus had compassion on those who were helpless, those who were harassed. Where has Jesus given you passions? Where has He given you compassion? In the church council, we're working on putting together some, uh, some committees, some subcommittees, uh, to be able to, to, to work on some passions. So maybe your passion is mission work, and you love Uh, overseas work, or you love supporting missionaries, or you love work mission here in this community, we would love for you to be a part of a mission committee. Or, Or maybe you love that when someone walks in the door, you can make them smile and feel welcome here, right? We've got a committee that's just working on hospitality and how people can feel welcome when they walk in the doors, or how we can welcome more people into God's house, right? If you'd like to be a part of that, let me know. Or maybe uh, you're one of those weird people who like finances, and you can understand finances. I don't get any of that stuff. I get some of it. But, like, maybe that's your passion. You're not weird. You're awesome. But maybe that's your passion. Well, we've got some, a, a committee working on some finances. Or, or maybe you love the school. The school council is also looking for people to, to work in different ways. Or maybe, uh, how about, let me ask this question. How many of you can read at the level of a two-year-old? I see four hands. How many of you can read at the level of a two-year-old? How many of you would love to go sit at the early childhood center and read a book to two-year-olds as they sit on your lap and they just are filled with joy that you're there to care for them? Right? Great, we've got an opportunity for you to go and, and sit and read and care. Right? Or maybe, maybe your passion has been the high school uh, and that's been something that's been working in your minds and you'd like to be a part of that. We are currently growing our, our steering committee, uh, but also come tomorrow night at 6 p.m. and pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest that he might send laborers into his harvest. What passion has God put in your hearts? Pray earnestly, and go and be His disciples. Then He said to His disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into His harvest. Pray earnestly, and then go and be His disciples as He calls you into those passions." I'll give you a preview. At the end of the service, you know, we always say, go in peace and serve the Lord. Um, we're going to change it, right, because you respond with what, typically? Thanks be to God, right? It's up there. It's written up there when you, when you can't remember it, but I'm changing it this week, and I didn't write it up there. Changing it on the fly. Uh, this week, as we go out and uh, as we leave this service, I'll say, go in peace and serve the Lord, and you get to respond with, here I am, Lord. Send me. I'll remind you of that at the end, but right, we we get to go in His peace, and we get to serve Him as we pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest that He might send laborers into the field, and as we live out that calling as His disciples, watering and cultivating the harvest for that last day when Jesus will return to raise up all those who have faith in Him to new life. Amen? Amen? Amen.